Welcome back to another edition of Bold Blind Beauty on Air, the show that's clearing the air for more air, access, inclusion, and representation. My name is Stephanie McCoy, and with me are my co-hosts. I'm Dana Hennett. I'm Nazreen Buddha. And this is Sylvia Stenson-Perez. In this captivating episode of Bold Blind Beauty on Air, the spotlight is on Kieran Kaja, offering listeners a glimpse into the world of dating from the perspective of a congenitally blind man. As Valentine's Day approaches, Kieran candidly shares his triumphs and challenges, unraveling the complexities of his journey through the landscape of dating. One focal point of discussion is the exploration of dating apps, as Kieran navigates these platforms without the visual cues that often play a significant role in initial connections. By shedding light on his experiences, Kieran not only breaks down societal misconceptions, but also underscores the importance of fostering inclusivity within the dating sphere. Throughout the episode, Kieran's narrative dispels preconceived notions surrounding blindness and dating, challenging stereotypes that often marginalize individuals on the blindness spectrum. By sharing his journey, he encourages a reevaluation of societal norms, emphasizing that love and connection transcend physical appearances. This illuminating episode serves as a powerful testament to the capacity of individuals on the blindness spectrum, offering a fresh perspective that encourages empathy, understanding, and inclusivity. We're beyond thrilled to have you here, Kieran. Hello, thank you for having me, and I'm really looking forward to talking to you all. Yes, thank you so much for joining the conversation. Welcome to the spotlight. I'm going to hand the mic over to Sylvia. Kieran, welcome. So glad to have you on. Before we get to the heart of the matter, no pun intended. Tell us a little bit about your blindness journey and any insights you have. Nice to meet you, Sylvia. I am Kiran Kaja. I live in Berkeley, California with my relatively new guide dog from the seeing eye. Um, he's a golden retriever, two and a half year old golden retriever male called India, which is kind of coincidental because I'm actually originally from India. I, I was born in India. I grew up there for 28 years. Then I moved to the UK for work. Uh, and then I've been living here in the Bay Area for the almost eight years. And it's kind of funny and coincidental when I went to seeing eye for my guide dog. And then they were like, oh, we have a nice guy, dog for you. And he's named India. I was like, we are not giving you this dog because of your ethnicity, just FYI. It just happened to be a good match. And they, they were right. He's perfect. I have been blind since birth with retinitis pigmentosa. Grew up in a household that they were very caring and gave me a good education. I learned Braille early on. And then I discovered that computers can talk to me after high school in 1999. And then that kind of completely changed my life and career trajectory. So I started working in technology. I worked at uh, a few companies 
SAP Labs, which is like business software company. Then at Adobe, I was at Google working on accessibility for, for search and the Google Assistant for six years. I also worked on accessibility of Instagram. That was a short stint. And I am now working as a principal product manager at Amazon in the worldwide stores at Bookstream. I love outdoors. I, I do tandem cycling quite a bit. Love walking around the East Bay, around Berkeley. Also, I am building a model railroad layout in my spare room. I love trains. I love taking the trains around, around the world. And yeah, that's kind of about me. Very cool. I love that your dog's name is India. I'm in the process of getting a new guy dog and maybe mine should be like um, Southern Belle or something. Thank you so much. All that, all that tech experience and I love it. Yes, indeed. It was a, it was a bit of a surprise, uh, but it was a pleasant surprise when, when I got India. And then the backstory of that is growing up in India, I was afraid of dogs quite a bit because they have stray dogs on the streets and they are pretty aggressive. Hi, Karen. I'm Nazreen and it's great to have you here. I uh, love the name India and I'd love to hear more about how your dog is instrumental in your dating adventures. But how has your experience been with dating apps and what specific challenges and or successes have you encountered as a congenitally blind individual in this digital dating world? Oh, how long do we have? Um, <laughs> so I think it, it has been an interesting journey. I am in my early 40s. And again, growing up in India, I was well protected by the family. And I was very introverted and shy. So I didn't really talk to girls when I was growing up. Um, after the internet and you know, open up, there were, there were a lot more opportunities for me to communicate with people. And that kind of made me look at dating apps. Now, the biggest issue, obviously, with all of these dating apps is that they are heavily photo and picture based. And most of them don't really emphasize the profile part. Now, there are some of the other the apps that do encourage folks to answer a set of questions. I particularly like Hinge because it kind of forces people to answer a set of questions. And they also have voice prompts. So, so people can, can rec record a short voice prompt. And that gives you a kind of a sense of a person more than just a picture. And then, so I tried pretty much all of them, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, Coffee Mates Bagel. And I've even gone on some rather interesting choices, like personals on Reddit, for example. Most of them are scammers. Don't go there. I tried Facebook dating. I think the biggest challenge is obviously most of them are photo picture-based and there are very few options in the newer app kind of things where you get a more textual profile. Some of the older ones like Match.com, I believe, have a lot more text, but 
I haven't had much success on those sites. And so it is kind of a numbers game. You have to try stuff that works for you. For me, in the, la- in the recent times, Hinge has been the one that worked quite a bit. That's because, as I said, you have to answer at least three questions. And so that's been, that's been a, a good one for me to try. In general, the accessibility of the apps is also not great. You, know, you can do most of the things. I know that Tinder sometimes claims to be a lot more accessible than it really is. Uh, but it really depends on what you're looking for because Tinder, I found, is mostly people who are not very serious in having a relationship. And some of the other apps like Hinge is a little bit more of people who are more interested in, in a more long-term relationship. So you have to you kind of have set a, set a set of goals and then, and then see what, work, what works best. And also don't forget there's the old traditional ways of meeting people, which is like friends of friends who are single. Yeah. Um, I just want to remind folks of that option too, and not just the digital apps. Um, but there are there are techniques that you can use to kind of overcome some of the limitations of of the of the digital apps. Friends is always a great way to go. As someone with a techie background, have you ever thought of perhaps creating a more accessible app for us singles out there who are ready to mingle? Good God, no. I have ideas about stuff, but I am not an entrepreneur myself. Uh, There are apps that claim to be quote-unquote accessible, but it never appealed to me. I'm a proponent of mainstream technology being accessible. And so it doesn't seem like a good idea to limit ourselves to a smaller pool of users. In dating apps, the numbers do matter. Um, if you have a smaller dating pool, you'll pretty exhaust it pretty quickly. Uh, and so you want to be on a platform that has the most number of users. And it's kind of hard to get that unless you're an established app. But no, I did not think about creating an accessible app. But, you know, it's an idea that someone else could, could explore. Or we can advocate with these companies and make the, their apps more inclusive. I think that's, the, that's a better way to go, honestly. I like that. Spread air, access, inclusion, and representation with these big companies. Hey, grab your Bold Blind Beauty on air mug, settle in and tune in to the empowering on air podcast by Bold Blind Beauty. Join us for insightful conversations on access, inclusion and representation. People have the misconception that blind people don't work or they only work with the blind and visually impaired. That is not true. Blind and visually impaired people are represented in some kind of way in every industry. As long as we have the training, the technology, the skills, and the support that we need in order to do our job effectively. Listen to Bold Blind Beauty's on-air podcast for more inspiring content, encouraging discussions around the themes of access, inclusion, and representation, because we all need air to breathe. What 
stereotypes or misconceptions do you encounter while dating as a person who is blind? And how do you address them? So the, the, the stereotypes and misconceptions I have noticed are not too dissimilar to what we face in, in our daily lives as blind people. People ask some interesting questions. Uh, there's a range of responses you get. Some of them just don't even look at your profile in detail. They just see one picture because some of these apps actually, if you upload six or seven pictures, they show only one at a time. And so if that's not the picture that has my white cane or, or guide dog in it, they wouldn't really guess. So you start a conversation with them and pretty soon it's obviously clear that like they haven't read your profile. At that time, I reveal. And then the responses range from anywhere from, oh, okay, to really, how do you take a shower then? Uh, and then the way I, I've always dealt with this is, is educate them, you know, just how I would do it in a normal life. This is what I can do and this is what I cannot do. And I've also been asked like, oh, if you're, if you're blind, how do you drive a car? I'm like, I don't. I take an Uber. Oh my God, you, you, how will you come to, to the, to the date? Will somebody be coming with? No, it's only me and I can get around fine. I've traveled to over 50 countries. So meeting you at a coffee shop is no trouble at all. Um, and then to like, is somebody using the app for you? It's like, no, I'm using it with my screen reader. And then I show that I, I send them the Tommy Edison. YouTube video link where he explains how he uses the phone and the computer. They're usually very funny. And so I thought like, like if I have to introduce somebody new to the blindness world, I would rather make it fun for them so I can point them to Tommy Edison. At that point, about 60 to 70% of the matches give up and then you don't hear from them. The other ones are a little bit more curious. I've also been matched with somebody who has a family member with a disability. And so they are a little bit more aware. And so that, that tends to go slightly better. But I think it's, it's, it's no, really no different to how you would deal with misconceptions in a, in a regular world. Thank you for that, Kieran. Tommy Edison is such a great, uh, sort of resource to point people to. I think he is absolutely hilarious and I love his videos. So great call on that. My next question is, it relates to the absence of visual cues. And so I wanted to know, how do you navigate communication and build connections with potential partners? And do you have any specific strategies that you find particularly effective? I have techniques to deal with that, which might be slightly controversial. The strategy that I used on dating apps is if I find the, the profile text interest, I just like that. Anyone who, who I find interesting. And if they reply back, I'll have a conversation with them. And at that point, I ask one of my sighted friends to describe uh, the physical appearance of the person. I'm not very particular about 
physical appearance. I just want to know. So it would be helpful to have that you know, sighted help in my case. You could potentially use Be My Eyes volunteers or IRA, or even with the new AI-based description, they do a good job of describing somebody. So I would use those to kind of get a sense of how they look, etc. Again, it's a it's a matter of it's a matter of choice. The other thing that I also got cited help with is picking the photos that, that I want to put on my profile. Um, my friend Aubrey helped me with with picking some of some of my photos that uh, that she thought would be good to put on my profile, and it sort of worked. So you know, having that cited help. So you get the perspective from their side. So that's a little tip that I used. So that's that's the way I dealt with with my profile and also pictures that I matched, or the pictures of the people that I matched with. Um, now, how do I deal with going on a date and all of that? I think the way I would do it would be upfront about it. Say you're blind, and if you need them to be aware of something. It's like, I don't want to go to on a first date to a noisy place. So I, th- I, I would be more upfront about it. So for the, for the dating app situation, I would just uh, use some sighted help if you have it. If not, rely on and be my eyes and I know volunteers for the dating app side of things. This conversation is really making me glad that I don't have to go on dates. I've been married 30 years and it makes me think back to dating as a person who had low vision. And I had really decent experiences. But anyway, it's funny. So, Kieran, with Valentine's Day approaching, do you have any like special memories? Special memory? So I, I believe that if you can travel together for a week or so, and are not crazy at each other at the end of it, that's mm-hmm. a good start to a relationship. And and that's always one of the criteria that I use to kind of like, okay, am I getting serious with this person? Okay, let's travel and see how they react or how they cope. So I think one of the most funny and memorable ones was a trip that I took to Seattle a few months ago with the person that I'm seeing right now. And I had no clue that Costco tourism is a thing. What do I mean by Costco tourism? Basically going to Costco stores in other cities when you travel. Because apparently it's a thing to go to Costco in other cities and check out what special stuff, products they have in those cities. And so... I was like, I'm not so sure about that. I don't want to go to Costco on a nice trip. But it was actually a lot more fun than I thought. We bought so much stuff that we actually had to figure out how do we carry this back home. And and it also gave me after after a few months now, I was thinking like, hmm, if we could shop in Costco together, maybe there is something there. You know, that's a lot of things that a lot of couples who are settled in life do. It's like grocery shopping in Costco, stuff like that. So as I have the first Valentine's Day 
in my current relationship, I'm like, yeah, we had some interesting fun times on our travels. We went to Hawaii after that, and that was great. And so, yeah, I think traveling is one of my favorite things to do with somebody, my, with my, with my partner. So yeah, if somebody asks me about like, what do you like most or what's the most interesting date you have, I'm like, Costco tourism. Here are some emerging trends for 2024. Red alert, hair color is still red hot. Red is still trending for 2024. All shades of red. If you cannot make a full commitment, you can always do highlight. And hey, why not try it in a wig? Double facial cleansing. This becomes truly important, especially cleansing at night. After being out in the environment, wearing makeup, and when wearing sunscreen. When choosing cleanser, make sure you have the right ones for your skin without tripping it and use the appropriate moisturizers afterwards. One of the thinnest areas of skin on the body is our under eye area. If you have not tried an eye cream, there's no time like the present to start. Look for eye creams that have ingredients such as vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, peptides, and retinol for a smoother appearance to the under eye area. Be sure to use your ring finger, which is the weakest finger on our hands, to pat the cream under your eye area twice a day. And finally, get that lymphatic drainage and dead skin off with dry brushing. This requires the use of a body brush or a body tool without the use of product to exfoliate and get the lymphatic moving through your system. It's a form of detoxification, but only do this twice a week. And that's your bulk blind beauty bike. Oh, Karen, what advice would you give to fellow visually impaired individuals who might be navigating the dating scenes? Are there any lessons or tips you wish you had known yourself earlier in your dating journey? Biggest thing I'd say, be patient, don't rush it. I've gotten into relationships in the past and regretted them later because like, oh, that was the kind of the first person who showed interest. Don't do it. Be patient. If you don't feel that connection with that person, don't bother. Just go on. Because if you're not patient, then you're in a rush. Like, I need to find a partner in the next three months. That is not going to work. Um, that's not how things work. You should also have a much more clear idea as to what you're looking for. If you don't, and that's fine too, just meet people and figure out what that is. But once you know what you're looking for, communicate with the other person. The blindness thing is, is something that you have to deal with. But after that, it comes down to how you communicate with the other person. Uh, I think having sighted help, especially if you're wanting to do online dating with, with all of these apps, get your profile correct. 
have somebody to take good pictures of you. Sadly, that's how, that's how the world works. I don't like it, but that's how it is. But it's good to, it's good to have a good profile set up and just, just be patient. I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I, that I would say is this is not a short term project. It takes time. And, and the other thing is like, have fun, enjoy the process and not like focus on the outcome. Right? Like with most of my dates actually have resulted in friendships, which is something that I really value as well. So, you know, we go do stuff together and, you know, I, I've, I've at least can think of like five people that I've met who become my friends now. The other thing that I also do is like, just don't do this like, Oh, dating means that you go eat, have a, have a meal with somebody or have a drink, figure out activities. I actually took someone on a date, tandem cycling, and that's the second date we had. And that was so much fun. And I was like, Hmm, we'll see how this goes. So I live in Berkeley where there's this tandem adaptive cycling club. And they have this side by side tandem. So you're not worrying about like falling off a bike, off a traditional bike. So it has like three wheels and you can sit next to each other and have a conversation while you're biking around, enjoying the scenery. And so like try those sort of like be inventive. Like just don't think about like, oh, I need to go have a coffee meal. Maybe for the first date, it's fine. After that, think of activities that you like to do and find common things that you like to do with them and then go try them see how they react karen i think that's great advice because a lot of people might be just sticking to those coffee shops and stuff and playing it safe but actually getting out doing activities showing your date how versatile you are and how you can quickly adapt shows the kind of person you are and as you mentioned a lot of your dates or many of them anyways turning into friendships uh, i think that's that speaks volumes and i think that's a really great tip to share with people who are always wondering about that hurdle of blindness and how do I get over that? So Karen, this has been an informative conversation. I love some of the things you've shared, tips and tricks, lessons learned. Uh, people are probably wondering out there by now, how do we get a hold of you? How do we find you? I'm on social media. I use Instagram quite a bit. Uh, if, you, if you search for my first name, last name, and then 12, so it's K-I-R-A-N-K-A-J-A-1-2. That's my Instagram handle. Uh, you should be able to find me on Facebook by just typing my name, Kiran Kaja, K-I-R-A-N-K-A-J-A. And I should be there. LinkedIn too. And my email is kiranKaja12 at gmail.com. Those are the best ways to get in touch with me. I'm happy to offer advice. Brilliant. I think there might be some of our listeners out there going, hmm, since he's done it, let us see how maybe we can pick up some further chips and tricks from him. Uh, so thank you so much to Karen for coming across uh, Bold Blind Media on Air today and sharing your experience with being blind and dating and all the wonders that go with all of that. So happy to hear that you are in a relationship currently as a result of your hard efforts. And we wish you all the best. Thank you so much today for being our distinguished guest. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you very much for having me again. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone too. 
Thanks for tuning in to Bold Blind Beauty on air today. We hope this episode has left you inspired and empowered. Remember, our journey continues beyond this podcast. Don't miss out on future episodes. Hit that subscribe button and stay up to date on all of our latest discussions. Also, join our vibrant community on Instagram for behind the scenes content stories and doses of motivation. Your support means the world to us as we strive to amplify the diverse voices and stories. Together, let's keep advocating for access, inclusion, and representation. Until next time, stay bold and beautiful.